Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I am your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, 2021 is finally here. But I know that a lot of us have learned so much. We're going to be talking about that on the show, mindset, how to be physically fit, how to be emotionally fit, and our relationships with our body, our mind, our food, and so on and so forth. But I wanted to touch upon real quickly because, you know, we can't ignore what happened yesterday in in the Capitol. And I know so many of us are emotionally drained and it's affected all of us. So I just want you guys to hang in there. I think we need to continue to practice gratitude for what we have. One of my favorite sayings um, throughout 2020 was what we don't have, we don't need. And to be kind to one another and to practice gratitude. And yes, those things sound super simple to do, but if we don't practice them daily, then we will not become that person. So please, you know, everybody, let's open up our hearts and let's show love to everybody. Easier said than done, but it, again, it is a habit that we need to develop or something that we need to think about. And I pray for everybody who um, could have been injured yesterday, and I know somebody was killed, and it's just terrible. And let's just pray that we move on peacefully and um, that we could all live with joy and love in our heart. So that is my my little saying, thoughts on yesterday, because it was tough. I was just blown away by everything that I saw. So, you know, I want to thank everybody who has joined my show every single week, who is listening to the live show, who's listening to the recorded shows on the podcast. I really appreciate your support. With every, with every guest that I bring on, my goal is to educate you, empower you, and then inspire you to help others. And that's exactly what we are going to do today with my guest. And I'm going to give you some information about her, her bio, just to let you know who we are talking to, because she is going to inspire the heck out of you. <laughs> and here we go. As soon as I pull her bio up. Today, my guest is Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay. Hello, Jennifer. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Jody. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. AKA Coach JVB. I love that name. <laughs> Jennifer is a renowned body transformation specialist and president of Strong Fitness Magazine. While she's made a definitive mark on the fitness industry, she entered it with humble beginnings and her fair share of struggle. To rise to where she is now, she had to find her strong. Her quest to heal herself led her to forming Team Strong Girls, a community of women helping women ascend their lives to new heights and achieve unimaginable goals. With her eye on supporting women's journeys to live their best lives, she has now stepped into the shoes of president of Strong Fitness Magazine, further expanding her global impact. 
Jennifer's mission is to help over a million women feel strong and empowered through fitness. Love, love, love that. Welcome again, Jennifer. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to chat with you today. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was so happy that we scheduled the show for the beginning of the year because I think mm-hmm. everybody does look for a way to reset their mind, body, and soul. And I know you talk a lot about mindset. You know, the body the body follows our mindset, so it's always very very important to get that mindset clear. And we're always resetting it. And in your bio, you talk about the struggles. So I'd love for you to share some of the struggles that you went through or the, all the struggles that you went through that has gotten you to where you are to this lovely place. Sure. So I started Strong Girls because I lived most of my life not feeling strong. And uh, I'll get into my story in a few minutes. But when I learned to lift weights and to be informed and fearless of my food choices, this type of confidence flowed into every aspect of my life. I had always loved fitness. I was a certified personal trainer at age 18, and I danced my entire life. Uh, and it, I transitioned into like a sport supplement company at a young age as well. And I really got absorbed into the fitness industry at that time. But at the same time, I was also getting very bad advice. I was over dieting. I was doing way too much cardio. I was restricting carbs. Um, During this time as well, I had lost somebody very, very near and dear to my heart. She was my aunt, but we spoke every day. She was like an older sister to me, uh, almost like a mother figure. And she died at 38 years old, leaving her four, thank you, leaving her four-year-old behind. And I had lost a really deep connection and friendship at that time uh, when I was also transitioning into, you know, the world of university and all that. Um, And I had developed an eating disorder at the time. But the funny thing was, is that I was losing weight and I was working out so much and I was like so restrictive with everything and, you know, binging and purging. I was getting attention at that time because I looked good on the outside and, um, Can I just stop and, you there for a second? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that happens to a lot of women. So you get really skinny, right? Let's mm-hmm. just talk about it. Let's just keep it super, super real here because we're both yeah. fitness people. We're both trainers. We know what a restrictive diet can do to you, the binging and the purging. So you were getting really skinny. And yes. men and women were commenting on how hot you looked, right? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, all my friends went to university. I stayed home for university. So when I would see them, they would be like, wow, what are you doing? You look amazing. And I was getting that attention everywhere. And I was even getting noticed from fitness photographers and booking and photo shoots and that sort of thing. And I started booking photo shoots and feeling like, wow, this is really working. But, um, I was super unhealthy in the inside. I had, I had struggled with body image issues. Uh, even though people were telling me I looked amazing. I, I still did you didn't know, it. So did you know deep inside, it's sort of like having that, um, that sturdy little secret that nobody else knows. And you're like, wait a minute. I know you guys all think I look amazing and hot and I'm getting all this attention, but I know deep down that this isn't good for me. Like, how did you know that that wasn't good for you? 
Yeah. So actually this was like an aha moment to me. I was, I was training clients still in the gym and I was training this one client and I just remember feeling so dizzy and I ended up fainting while training this client on the gym floor and like they had to call the ambulance and everything. And I knew at that time, oh my God, this is so unhealthy for me. I felt like the biggest fraud because here I was like teaching these people how to eat better and work out. And here I was the most unhealthiest person in the room. And it was that moment I decided, you know, I had to do something. I decided to go back to school for holistic nutrition, uh, just to learn how to fuel my body to learn about food. Um, Were you in your 20s? I'm just curious, like hormonally, what was going on in your body? Were you in your 20s? I was in my 20s, yeah, early 20s at the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So like I had actually, no, I was like almost mid-20 at the time when when this had happened. So I did struggle with this for a good good, uh, six, seven years. Uh, And then, yeah, this was sort of the breaking point. Uh, I decided to go back to school for holistic nutrition. And that's really when I learned to fuel my body properly. Um, And at that time, I also started to train smarter, not harder, like focus on lifting weights. And I started to shape my body with muscle. I didn't care about the scale any longer. And I call this finding my strong. And it was so liberating that I was on a mission after this to help women find their strong too. And that's really how everything started. Uh, You know, when women go into the gym and pick up weights and when they are informed and fearless about their food choices, it's incredible to see how that affects their entire life and how it flows into other aspects of their lives. So this is how it all started. And I've, um, I've been helping women transform their bodies and their minds since 2012. And that's when Strong Girls was born. And it's been growing ever since. That's such a great thing because so many women and, you know, let's not forget about the men. There are a lot of men that struggle with body image as well. And I think that so many, so much of the population thinks maybe it's more women. I don't really know what the percentage is, but I do know that men struggle with body image as well, but it does seem a little bit more prevalent with women. Mm -hmm. And for you to struggle with that, thank you for sharing that, that very intimate story. Um, but I feel like that every story and every struggle we go through, it leads us to a better place. And, you know, maybe we were afraid and then we, we, we got over that fear of, okay, well, I know everybody thinks I look great right now, but I just passed out yeah. because I'm not taking good care of myself. I, this, this was the universe telling me to snap out of it, Jen, wake up, like take good care of yourself. Exactly. And for you to share that story with so many people is so helpful because I don't think that people understand the damage they're doing to their mind, to their body. And then that, that mindset needs to shift. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many things to talk about because the mind, the body, the, um, the food, I love talking about food because that that is everything. That is the way you feel in your body. But the mind has to first shift to get there. So for you, it it happened kind of dramatically where you you fainted 
and you said, I need to do something here. Yeah. So you started training differently. Did you seek out an expert? I know you said you went back to school and you studied holistic um, nutrition, yeah. nutrition. So was that what helped you make that move or did you seek out an expert or were you doing this on your, your alone? Did you have a coach? I did it on my own at the time, but now looking back, I, I probably would have I probably would have got a lot better sooner if I did, if I had the courage to seek out an expert, but I didn't at the time. I was so I was why did you say courage? Were you scared? I was scared. I was very scared. Yeah. I was I hadn't even shared this story um until about a year and a half ago. I was very scared. Yeah. I, I even I even doubted telling my own community just because I thought they would look at me differently. But I know now that the struggle really is your strength in the end. And I've had to, I've had to work through that through, through years. And I actually did go to therapy a few years ago just because I never really got over my aunt dying. Um, and, and that person helped me get over that. But I realized that all of what I went through before was because of that too. You know, how everything sort of you know, intersects at different points of your life, but you realize when you look back why you why you went through all of that just with, with the different things that, you know, has happened in your life when you reflect back. I love what you just said. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Your struggle is your strength. That's beautiful. I think that's so true because when I think about the struggles that I've gone through or that I have um, joined hands with my clients to help them get get started on their journey, that we're all struggling at some point and we do need, I, I always talk about finding a mentor or a coach mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can confide in. And I think yeah. there are many people that fear sharing their story with somebody else for fear of judgment. Yeah. And I know you talk a lot about the judgment and to, to like live fearlessly, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. Why I'm so excited about you being here. So after you shared well, you said you started share. You shared the story just a year and a half ago, but mm-hmm. you changed your mindset. So you th- you went to a therapist. Did that help with the mindset, or what other work did you have to do? And what other work would you suggest people do when you have a struggle and you need to shift your mindset? How exactly would you suggest somebody goes through that? Yeah, I definitely I suggest seeking out a professional for sure to help you work through that. I feel like it's really important to seek out somebody who is, um, you know, unbiased of your entire situation and that can and truly help you and, and give you the tools to move forward. That was a big one for me, the tools mm-hmm. to move forward because um, I didn't, I wasn't given the tools at that time. Right. Like I, I just really focused on getting over my, my relationship with food and my body, but the getting over somebody that was close to me passing away, I had to work through that a lot, like separately on that. Um, But definitely an expert to help you uh, just to give you the tools to get through certain situations in your life. That is so key. Um, And don't be afraid of, of even like getting more experts involved. I actually had a, a coach who I went in for training and he helped me a lot with my mindset as well. So I worked with a therapist and I worked with him. So together combined, 
really helped me get through. I'm, I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you said that because mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I don't think there are enough people that understand that if you're, if you're struggling, it's okay mm-hmm. to get help, that there is, should be no shame in seeking out professional help to help you um, get over a struggle to to change your mindset. It might be a therapist. It might be a fitness coach. It might be a combination of the two. I mean, since I've been divorced for since 2002 and, you know, I I went through a lot of many, many years of therapy uh, to make sure that my mindset was in the right place to raise my daughters, you know, and constantly evolving with our mindset Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're always going in the right direction because, you know, we do get stuck sometimes, right? I'm sure you even get stuck sometimes. You're like, okay, what do I need to do? Yeah. So can you share some of your stuckness? Like when you get stuck, what do you do? Right now, if I'm right now with our current situation, I mean, (laughs) yes. So tell everybody what your current situation is. So right now, so you have become the president of Strong Magazine. You have two young children at home. Yes. A husband. Yes. Yeah. And and then just our current situation with, you know, COVID and and having to homeschool the kids and, and a lot on your plate. I feel like women have a lot on their plate right now, especially, you know, women that have even women that are just at home have a lot on their plate, but women that have both careers and then they're managing the home life. It's a lot. And that feeling of overwhelm can be every day. And so what I often do is I remind myself that that overwhelm feeling is just a feeling and to sort of don't give it like a lot of credit, (laughs) if that makes sense. You know, Um, I really try to, when my mind goes there, when my mind goes in that negative spot of feeling overwhelmed that I can't handle things, I sit down and I just list out a bunch of what you had said before, just what I'm grateful for, you know, five things that I'm grateful for today. Um, I try to focus on the positive as well. I think this is a huge one, I feel like a lot of people look back at 2020 and, you know, they wanted to forget about the year and, and you know, just said fully that it was a negative year. But I feel like there was a lot of positive that came from 20, 2020. Um, and I feel like, you know, we've we all learned how resilient we are in, in 2020. I think that's a huge positive. And I mean, for myself, the positive has been, you know, more family time. I got to see my boys actually bond. Uh, We realized what was truly important, what we didn't really need. We spent our money smarter. You know, a lot of positives did come out of 2020. So it's just, you know, trying to regroup when you have those negative thoughts, when you feel overwhelmed and, and that mind shift of, of listing all the positives instead of listing all the negatives. If that and it's, it's hard to do that when there's so much impacting us. You know, it, it seems to be coming ev- in every different direction, hitting us. And it's hard to like put our armor up and go, no, no, no. You know, it's like, I feel like sometimes we're <laughs> like a, the ball in a ping pong machine and we're 100%. going, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> and we can't, we don't know how to stop it. And I think what yeah. you said before about stopping, Feeling, you know, 
saying or writing down what you're grateful for, five, 10 things, or meditating, whichever way it, it, it helps you to press that reset button. For me, meditating, I don't do it enough, um, but pressing that reset button for me, meditating is like a reset button for me mm-hmm. because you should come out of it, or we hope after we practice it more and more that we become efficient and we learn, okay, this is what I need from this moment. And it could be 30 seconds. And I know I've done that. I walk my dog all the time and I, and I, I ask you know, for the things that I need. And I talk about the things that I'm grateful for because it's important that we, we have that perspective all the time. Yeah. So as a trainer and as the president of strong magazine um, in this past year, this all changed for you. Well, you've been a trainer for a long time, but becoming Mm -hmm. president of the magazine, um, what kind of impact with 2020 and getting this new position, how has this impacted you personally, I know it's been more family time and so on, but as a professional. We actually grew in 2020, which is, which is great. I, I mean, my, I have always been, uh, an, well, I was a trainer when I was 18 and, and throughout my twenties, but when I finished uh, nutrition, when I got, when I finished my nutrition course, my husband and I started an online training community. So I've, we have been online since 2012. My husband would always say we are 100% recession proof. And I never really got what he was saying until now um, because we, we've been doing this for so long. We had the systems in place. Like we were, we were actually set up for this, thankfully. So our business actually did grow um, with the amount of coaches that I have under me and clients we are all online. So we deliver training and nutrition and coaching virtually. And we have been doing that since 2012. So I feel like that transition with almost everybody going online now, not being able to go to the gyms uh, really did help to grow our business, thankfully. And then the opportunity to help our takeover strong fitness magazine came in the summer. And it was just the perfect time because Everything just aligned perfectly. Uh, I I've always believed in uh, you know helping women find their strong and be empowered through fitness, and this was just another avenue to do that. A lot of my strong girls, uh, as a goal of theirs, they will they would participate in a photo shoot at the end of their transformation. Or I, I never like saying the end. I always say it's the beginning <laughs> because like it is often the beginning for them. Like they'll participate in a photo shoot and then you know, other opportunities come their way after, right? So it just made so much sense to have this other avenue to help share more strong stories. Um, so yeah, that's how it all came about. And and 2020 was actually a really good year for me in, in business. Um, yeah. Because you were already, so, so many people. So for me, my studio, I, I just have my brick and mortar and I was never mm-hmm. doing anything online. We pivoted within two days and went online and it, it was seamless. And awesome. I really, how do you, I mean, I feel online is absolutely here to stay for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. think everybody has figured out who was maybe working out in a gym that working out virtually is fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. absolutely fine. You could actually go when you want. You can just roll out of bed. You don't have to drive any place. Yeah. Do you train anybody in person anymore or just everything is virtual? 
everything is virtual. So since 2012, no more in person. And I was all in. And I, I have a lot of my my clients that I coach who do train in person and they've always wanted to transition online. And always my advice to them would be go all in because you can't do both. It's very hard to do both. Right. Uh, if they did both, it would, they would be doing okay on the online part and, and then they would, you know, their, their day would still mostly be, be filled with the one-on-one training clients. So when I decided to go all in in 2012, I went all in on the online space. It's funny that you talk about all in. I was just talking to somebody the other day about relationships. And I really think that whether it's fitness or relationships, you have to be 100% immersed or all in to get the results that you want. You can't be one foot in, one foot out, or one little toe sticking in to get the results. If you want those results, you have to be all in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I say it's the one thing, like concentrate on that one thing, right? If you're concentrating on a bunch of little things, then you're never going to excel in that one thing that you truly want. Exactly. What is the biggest takeaway you've gotten from your online clients during all of this as far as this is this is great, this is thank you for being there for me? Did you find that people needed it more mentally then physically, and then and then when we come back from the break, we're going to get right into the the meat and potatoes that we don't eat um, <laughs> most of the time about uh, you know food and the workouts and how they how they affect us. But yep. did you feel that people really were looking for emotional support during those times at the beginning? Absolutely, um, a lot of our girls like when when we when we you know, just ask them how they did during COVID. They were so thankful for our community. We have a really big online private Facebook group and the, you know, of like-minded women doing the same thing. So that having that community there of the strong girls really made a difference in everyone. And then also just having that goal, something you can control. I mean, I always say control what you can manage the rest. So a lot of my girls, you know, can control this. They, they're working out from home. They're eating they're eating healthy. That's what they're controlling. We, we even set goals of photo shoots, even though we didn't know when they could do a photo shoot. We ended up doing about 20 in the summer, which was awesome. We were able to do that. We shot with Paul Bassetta and all my, all the girls were so happy about that because during this time, you really need something to focus on. That's keeping your mind off of all the chaos and something for you. And that was a huge motivator. And, uh, you know, just it helped everybody throughout this time. And and um, all the girls, all my girls were very, very thankful for that. You sound like an amazing coach. So we are going <laughs> to take a break right now. We will be back with Jennifer in a few minutes. So hang in there, stay with us, and we'll see you after the commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am with Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, who is a trainer and president of Strong Fitness Magazine. And we are talking about mindset, staying healthy. And we're going to get, as I mentioned before the break, the meat and potatoes of food, how it affects you, why it's important to feed your body as fuel. Food is fuel. You need to understand that. We're going to get into that in a little bit more detail and working out and, you know, how much is necessary and how to work out smarter, not harder, because we don't need to overdo it. And so many people do overdo it in the gym. Jen, hi, welcome back. Thanks for having um, me again. <laughs> you are welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. We're, we're going over so much great information for the new year. Um, you know, everybody says new year, new you. And I wanted to ask you about resolutions. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll first tell you how I feel about resolutions. And then I okay. want to know your take because we both come from with a fitness background. I don't make resolutions um, because... I just feel that if I just stay steady on the lifestyle that I've created for myself, then I'm good. And I don't want to set my, I want to make realistic goals. So I might say to myself, okay, Jody, I am going to make sure that might be, I wouldn't say a resolution, but an agreement with myself 
okay, Jody, you're going to do cardio five times a week instead of three times a week. So that's sort of the extent of my resolutions or goals. Um, What about you? Do you create these new goals or how do you feel about resolutions, goals? Do you think that maybe it's, it's, we're setting ourselves up to sometimes fail if we set up too many lofty goals or resolutions? I personally am a goal setter every month. So again, I don't really, I don't really set like a huge 20, like I don't usually set a big New Year's resolution goal. However, I know a lot of people, they do, they get motivated at this time, right? So if they do feel that motivation, I say roll with it, go with it. Obviously, don't deny it because, I mean, if that's going to get you going. And I know from coaching since 2012 that some of the girls that have joined me in January have kept going, right? I mean, there's going to be that percentage that, you know, you know, they're all rah-rah and then a couple weeks go by and and <laughs> they don't want to do it anymore, right? right. You're going to get a percentage of people that obviously do that. But a lot of the girls that have started with me have started in January and they are going strong. So I love it. I mean, if if you are, if that really motivates you, then go with it. Uh, don't deny it. For myself, as you said, I've been in you know, you and I have been on the industry for a long time now. And I feel like it's just a part of our life that we don't really need to set those types of goals anymore in January. Right. So yeah, it just depends on where you are in your fitness journey. I think. I think that's a good point. So what would be the first step after we've discussed the mindset, where would you take a client who's starting, doesn't know where to start? You talk about, you you coach them mindset because the mind, the body follows the mind. Where, where do you take them next? If somebody were to start working with you, what would be next? Would it be the workout? Would it be the food? How do you, how do you get them started? So if somebody is really new and, you know, they don't know where to start, we really start them from the beginning and it's, and it's usually just habits first. So drinking more water, um, building their meals around lean protein sources, uh, making sure they're having vegetables with at least three or four meals a day, simple things like that, that they can start right on right away. Uh, Workouts, I believe personally, especially after coming, after becoming a mom, less is more, you don't need to spend hours in the gym you know, you can actually get a lot out of a 20 or 30 minute workout. And of course, work yourself up to that. So when a client starts with me, we start with habits first, we'll start maybe four times in the week with some light resistance training, or even like just using body weight. And with coaching, it's not stagnant, like we're always progressing, progressing as the person's getting stronger, um, as the person adapts, right? So it is, it is always being progressed for the actual individual client. I think a lot of people need to understand that you can't go, yes, we talked about going all in. Yes, you have to be in your mind. You have to be all in. You have to say this is important to you, but you need to start at a safe place. So whether I'm glad you mentioned the body weight and everybody is different, you might just stay with, let's see if we can move your body. Mm-hmm. And it's the moving and then it's the resistance training. And I'm also happy that you mentioned, you know, 20 to 30 minutes is enough. Now, I know why it's enough. I'd like you to explain to everybody why why it is enough. 
Yeah, because you, you really only need 20 or 30 minutes to get your blood going, to get those endorphins going. And I mean, the way that you're going to set up their week or the way that I set up a week for a client is that you're going to target every single muscle throughout the week. It doesn't have to be every day. You're going to target all your muscles, right? So you only need 20 to 30 minutes per day, four times a week in order to work the entire body. And then you could head out for a walk. You know, I always encourage my clients to be active every day. uh, If they have like a smartwatch or keep track of your steps, because that's other another source of accountability to keep you moving. Um, but if you work out too long, like a lot of I've had a lot of like ex competitors come or, you know, people who have just been like, so into the fitness, you know, uh, CrossFit doing two hours, three hours of workouts a day. And what can happen there is your body produces way too much cortisol when you're when you're going too hard, uh, you're also your hunger is on another level. So they might be even overeating because they're just expending too too much too many calories and they're hungry. So it's about finding that balance. And I often find that you know I'll start somebody at 20 minutes per day, but we'll work up to about 30 to 40. I think that's a really good time frame for a workout: 40 minutes, four times a week, and that's really all you need again to work your entire body at the end of the week. I remember going, this is back when I was in my 30s, and, you know, I've been working out for 40 years. And it's... Uh, you look amazing, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. I it's, can't even believe like, you're 60. I can't believe I'm 60 either. I showed my husband and he's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, she is. It's, you know, and it's it's muscle memory. And, you know, I started dancing at the age of two And so I've been active basically since the age of two doing something either athletic or dance wise or so on and so forth, but it's muscle memory. And so I explain to people that, you know, the reason that I still look like this is because I eat to fuel my body and my body has muscle memory. You know, I'm 60 years old. I'm not building more muscle. And I remember back in my thirties when I was, you know, the, by the way, whoever is listening in your 40s, like go to wherever you're working out at home or wherever you're with your coach, that is the time to build that muscle in your 30s. But I remember looking down while I was on a treadmill, looking down below in the pit, I never did CrossFit, and watching men, they were mostly men, who would be at the gym for two hours every single day, five days a week, and their bodies wouldn't transform. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason their body didn't transform is because they weren't fueling their body correctly. They were working out hard. Their cortisol levels were probably really high. They were probably eating a pizza or something unhealthy afterwards. And it's the food is, in my opinion, 80% of what you look like and you feel like. And so the workouts are really important, but if you're not fueling your body correctly, and that's where I think you're making the point, Jennifer, is that you can work out, you shouldn't work out for two hours because you're not working out efficiently Mm -hmm. and then fueling your body correctly. You're spending all of this time, so much of your life in the gym, and it's not necessary for all the reasons that you mentioned. And if you're fueling your body correctly, then you're going to get the results that you want if you are consistent. So let's talk about 
the food? Have you seen that happen with people where they're working out and they're like, I work out all the time and I'm drinking my water. And then you say, well, what are you eating? Has that happened to you? I'm sure a thousand million times. Yes. Yes. Um, I've had a lot of uh, CrossFitters come my way because that community is really big on, you know, the long workouts and the competitions and that sort of thing. And they don't really it might be different now, but they don't really pay attention so much on the nutrition side of things. A lot of the times they would like go out for beer and wings and pizza after. Right. So the women had put on a little bit of muscle. They're happy because I mean, their bodies might've been detrained before. So their body did respond, but then they're also putting on a little bit of the fluff too. Like they're not in a caloric deficit at all. They're not watching what they're eating. So they're getting a little fluffier, right? So they they would reach out to me. And then as soon as I was fueling them properly, like their performance was better. They they were clearly under eating protein and under eating all the good goodness, like the vegetables and, and uh, you know, getting all those micronutrients in as well. So Food is so important. Uh, I say it's about 90% of, you know, of the, of the journey there, Um, especially when you're trying to lean down or, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, shed some body fat, it really comes down to food. Uh, When you're not in a caloric deficit, you are either going to be maintaining or you're going to be gaining. So it's really crucial to know how much you're eating and also fueling your body with the right foods. Uh, I believe in sticking to a whole food diet 90% of the time, having that temper. Yeah. Having that 10% for, you know, some fun foods. You don't feel deprived. I, I like to call them free meals. I tell my girls to have free meals, not cheat meals, because that's a really negative way to look at things. Cheating means like you're cheating on a diet. I, I agree. I, I, I call them reward meals because I don't like the Love cheat it. meal. It just doesn't make any sense. Reward mm-hmm. yourself for eating healthy and yeah. let's not have that negative talk about I was good, I was bad. I'm sure you've exactly. heard that too. The labeling, right? So, and I, and I try not to label food either. Like even with my kids, you know, there's foods that we eat most of the time and then there's foods that we eat some some of the time. So I never say that's good or that's bad. And I feel like a lot of women say, Oh my God, I'm so bad for, because I ate like a a bowl of chips last night. I'm so bad. So you're like, you're, you're, that's like, you're being so negative to yourself. So we have to get out of the food labeling. Um, But I I help my clients overcome a lot of that um, with mindset work as well. But also when they're eating better, they're feeling better. And I'm asking them, how are you feeling? How are you sleeping? How's your libido? Like there's so many other things to be celebrated than just the scale. And when they start to realize, okay, I'm feeling all of these good things because of what I'm putting in my mouth, there's that connection there. And then they start to get it. Glad you brought up the libido Mm -hmm. because I train a lot of women that are over 50, over 55. So they've gone through menopause and a lot of women feel that, they don't need that. They just give up, yeah. you know, physically, maybe sexually. I'm here to say, don't give up on either one of those. Keep going, <laughs> keep going. But I recently had a conversation with a client who is in her late fifties. And I said to her, you know, just to ask you personally, you know, of course we talk a lot about personal things in the, in the training room, but you know, how is your physical relationship with your husband? She said, Jody, 
it's completely different. It is absolutely wonderful. And it's because she feels better in her body. So her relationship, her emotional and physical relationship is better with her husband. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you have found that with the women that you train too. Absolutely. I think it's physical too and confidence, the confidence that they gain throughout the process that they're they're feeling good. Um, But also it also has something to do with hormones too, because when we're fueling our body properly, when we're drinking our water, when we're resistance training, our hormones are naturally going to become more balanced too. So it's both of those that work synergistically together to help with that, to help with libido. Yeah. The hormones control everything. Mm -hmm. They really do. So let's talk about lean protein. How important is that to a person's diet? Could you please tell everybody how important lean protein is? It's crucial. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's the building blocks. I mean, we need those amino acids to just feel good. We need amino acids for our body to be functioning properly. I mean, if you're a vegetarian, then you should be looking into like a supplement with amino acids in it on the side. Um, I believe in whole food proteins. So like lean chicken, fish, um, salmon, you know, like even fattier stuff too, like, like the salmon, having the grass fed beef once in a while. I'm really big on having a wide variety of protein sources. I like a good protein powder because I feel like um, it's a convenience item. You know, a lot yes. of people find that the protein eating that all day long is a, is a lot. So having a good quality protein powder is important too. And our bodies just thrive on protein. You know, uh, we have to, we have to make sure that we're getting uh, really good fiber in there too, because again, when you raise the protein in your diet, can, it can cause constipation, but not if you are including really good fibrous vegetables that we should be doing every meal and drinking everybody- your water. Right. And people are also afraid of, of starches. They think that's mm-hmm. the enemy. And I've tried to explain, I, again, I've been doing this, how long have I been a trainer? Um, over 30 years. That, you know, the starch is not the enemy. The, you need the, and, and people are, you know, when they talk about, I'm on a no carb diet. Well, nobody should be on a no carb diet. Mm -hmm. Your body needs carbohydrates. They need starches. And oh, by the way, a carbohydrate isn't just a starch. It is a fruit and a vegetable and choosing low glycemic and all of those things help with to get the fiber in your body so you can poop on a regular basis (laughs) because (laughs) pooping on a regular basis is a huge problem for so many people. So maybe you could, you know, take you know, talk about that in a little bit more detail, how important, you know, being regular is. Oh, it's so important. I mean, there's so, I mean, our world is constipated. <laughs> I feel like our entire world. I love world that. Is- I love that. It's so true. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've, we, I mean, so I've, I've had that issue before. You don't feel good. You just don't Horrible. feel good. Your energy is low. You, your sleep quality is bad. You feel like crap. Um, so it's really important to make sure that you're drinking at least, I say three to four liters of water per day, um, making sure that you're getting those fibrous vegetables in and carbs in general are important for energy levels, especially if you're resistance training and you're doing your cardio, you need carbs, your brain needs carbs. I don't know if you've ever tried a a low carb diet, you feel foggy, you feel like crap. It's nothing that you could keep up forever. No, you can't. And the people that do it, um, 
find that it's, again, as, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you passed out because you were on such a restrictive diet and probably were not fueling your body properly at all. So you passed out. Your body just said, I'm giving up. I can't keep up with this. Yeah. So being restrictive in any way is is not healthy for your body. So let's talk about portion control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, um, I get my girls to measure their food at first the, we, I don't expect them to be measuring their entire life. I do not measure my food, but we need to know how much we're eating. And especially when I have clients that come to me that are overweight and they want to lose weight, they say that they're eating clean. Well, eating clean, you could be eating clean, but you could be eating too much of the clean food, right? So Getting really clear on how much you're eating per meal is very important. The only way to know that is to actually do the work and measure it. So a lot of my clients do have to measure at first, but then they actually get it. Like they know how much a four ounce piece of chicken looks like, and they can start to eyeball that. Then you don't have to measure for the rest of their lives. And a lot of my clients ask me, well, what do you tell your kids when you have to measure? Because sometimes if I'm doing like a shoot prep, I'll have to get back to, to measuring what I'm, right. what I'm eating. Um, and I tell my, my boys, I'm measuring my food for more muscles. That's all I say. (laughs) I measure my food for more muscles. So it's not a negative thing, uh, especially when you do it for a short period of time and then you actually get it. Like you actually know how many, how much protein, how much carbs, how much fat you have for each meal. And you know how to build your meals moving forward. This is something that you carry for the rest of your life. It is, it is a, a life lesson in understanding what should be on your plate, what your portion size is, making sure that you get the good fats and that your your every meal is a balanced meal. So there aren't restrictions except for, you know, if you're looking to lose weight and gain more muscle, you want to stay away from sugar. You want to stay yeah. away from f- fried foods. You want to stay away from white flour. You know, there are things that we need to eliminate or dial down in our diet. And eventually, and I, I, I know that a lot of people that go through that process start feeling a little bit sick because their body's used to the crappy food mm-hmm. and they, they get scared. What, do, have you found that, that that happens with your clients? I've found out it happens with mine. They're scared or they're afraid that they're eating. When I say, okay, you need to eat three to four times a day to somebody who's eaten one time a day. Yeah. And uh, they start eating that way and they feel sick. And I, I tell them to please, you know, you've got to trust the process mm-hmm. and explain why these foods are important. I was wondering how you coach somebody who, who fears the change. I feel like... Um when most people sign, when I, when I develop a program for most people, um, especially newbies <laughs> and they get the nutrition and they start to eat it, it's a lot of food for them because it's all whole foods and whole foods are generally high volume foods. So they feel very full. So I explained to them, you're, you're feeling full and they're still in a caloric deficit because I figured everything out. Right. I'm like, I said, you're feeling full because your metabolism isn't functioning in the right direction, right? So I say, give it two weeks, try your best. I mean, if you're really struggling to get your last meal out, you can skip it, but try your best because with the resistance training, 
with the increased output, you're going to start to feel hungry. And also with the increased food too, the high volume of whole foods is going to get your metabolism to start going. And almost at that two to three week mark, they all say, okay, I'm starting to feel hunger again. And I'm like, that's amazing because hunger, even a little bit of hunger, that's a really good sign that your metabolism's moving in the right direction. Yes. So it's just sort of getting over that hump, um, really giving them the information and and, and I, I often ask them to post on the private page because then all the girls are like, I was hungry too my first two weeks and don't worry, you're going to get there. So they're giving them encouragement and they'll get through it. I, I love that. That's great. We are almost out of time. And oh I, need to, I, I know, I know. I need to have you back on the show so we can talk about this more. And we've talked about fear. We've talked about struggles. We've talked about how the struggle gives us strength and I, I know everybody listening has probably gone through some kind of struggle. And to live a fearlessly authentic life um, is what this show is really about. It's not about being perfect. It's about living with courage and integrity. Um, but what does fearlessly authentic mean to you? Fearlessly authentic means being aligned with my beliefs, values, and passion. So when you dig deep and you really know what you want in your life and how you want your life to actually look like. And then you compare it to your day-to-day tasks or what you do normally on on a daily day-to-day basis. Ask yourself, do they align? And if they're not aligning, then you won't feel like you're living fearlessly authentic. So for me, I love health and fitness and I love helping women be the best versions of themselves. And that's my mission. And that's what I do day to day. Um, And, you know, I think also it means staying in your own lane (laughs) and not caring what people say or, or what they think about you because the people I'm going to help is way more important than that. It's a beautiful answer. I, I alignment. I've, I've got to write this down after the show is over. I really <laughs> like that answer. If people want to get in touch with you, Jen, how, what's the best way to reach you? Sure. So I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. I, my Instagram is coach underscore JVB. And I also have a team strong girls Instagram account. It's just team strong girls. <laughs> And um, you can also email me if you, if we're always looking for, you know, contributors, um, you can email me at jvanbarneveld at strongfitnessmag.com. And my website's also Team Strong Girls or Coach JVB. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. You, you gave us so much information. I appreciate you sharing your story and congratulations on your your new role with Strong Magazine, and you. uh, you're an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for being on the show. And for those of you um, who are listening, please share this, uh, listen to us on the podcast. It'll be up tonight and share. And thank you so much, and have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.